Hey, everybody. We are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. As always, a few uh, thoughts and announcements before we jump into today's episode. Uh, we do have two episodes releasing this week. You know, we, we've been now in a normal cadence of our Thursday releases, uh, but with the new updated roadmap from Second Dinner for Marvel Snap going into the new year, uh, we wanted to make sure we got uh, ahead of that and shared some thoughts there. So we have an episode covering that today. And we will have our normally scheduled episode later this week on Thursday to break down the featured location for this week, the new location, as well as the two new cards being added, which are Dark Hawk and Sentry. So we will have more thoughts on those later in the week. So make sure to tune in on Thursday for the episode. If you're not already, make sure you're following the podcast, whether that be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on the Marvel Snaps on YouTube. Uh, make sure to subscribe there if you're not, so you never miss an episode. And so you don't miss any of the other great content that's being put out there on a daily basis. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. Today I am joined by three guests, which has only happened one other time here on Can't Stop Snapping, and we are talking about the new Marvel Snap development roadmap. I am first joined by Drew Barry. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, Teddy Ninja second. Oh, it's so good to be back. And Loot Muncher. Good to be back. Awesome, yeah. These are all returning guests. Glad to have you guys all together. Uh, I've been really enjoying the, the content that you guys have been putting out uh, recently, and I just thought this would be a fun group to get together to talk about the roadmap. So uh, first things first, before we dive into the conversation, just want to set the stage. Uh, for those who may not know, um, Marvel Snap has organized their roadmaps into kind of three sections they have a coming soon section an in development section and an in concept so i just kind of wanted to give a high level for listeners of what that means coming soon are features that are in development they're actively in development they're being tested some of their some of them are at the very end of being developed and tested they're probably coming in the next patch etc um these things are just on the horizon right they've, they've been scoped out for their initial release um Second is in development. These are things that are being worked on, but they still may change. They could still be canceled potentially, right? Uh, but they are a little deeper into development, and we may start to get a timeline on when that we may be seeing those types of those types of things soon. Uh, and then the last column is in concept, and those are the things that hey, these may or may not happen, but we love your feedback. These are the types of things we're talking about. Let us know which are most important to you as the players of the game, so we know what to prioritize and what to kind of bring to the forefront. And development sooner rather than later so that's just kind of our guiding structure for how we're going to talk we're going to go talk through the coming soon stuff the in development stuff second and then the in con in concept stuff last so yeah it's probably great to add here that uh, they're not in any particular order as we've seen with the old roadmap release um they kind of jumped around the the release schedule on some of these and in the order that they're listed right Great point, Teddy. Uh, that, that's a really good distinction. I mean, when, this is only, I think, our second you know roadmap update we've had. And we may have kind of naively thought, oh, these are listed in priority or in the order they're coming. But the things we may talk about here, you're right. I mean, one may be coming next week and one may not be coming for another month and a half, right? Um, but it, uh, it's not ordered by the order we're going to talk to them, talk about them right now. Uh so the first thing on the coming soon list is the battle mode versus friends. 
So uh, this is going to be a new mode where you're going to be able to basically start a lobby with a code. You can have somebody join or you can join with somebody else's code. Um, and you can play against another person in kind of a, um, a health match or health matches where essentially you have 10 health. When you guys play a game, the cubes that you would lose is damage taken to your health. And so you play as many games as it takes for one person to reach zero health. And then that person is deemed the victor. So what are you guys' initial thoughts? Uh, there's there's some other nuances I'll let you guys kind of speak to here, uh, uh, specifically kind of how you pick your decks for these. But I'd love to hear your thoughts, and we'll just go to Drewberry first. Yeah, I'm incredibly excited for this. Um, I think a lot of people have been anticipating this kind of mode being added to Snap, just a friends list in general, just some way to interact with players directly. Um, a lot of new players that I've introduced the game to, just maybe even people who didn't play card games before, this is their number one want. So I think just from the growth already seen in Snap from being mobile game of the year, you know, it's global release. I think this is the next giant step for the game uh, to reach even a larger player base. Exciting for tournaments and stuff. Like, come on, this could be so fun when all the content creators and everybody gets together and we start doing tournaments and there's a competitive scene. It just opens up so much. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Uh, Teddy Ninja, interested to hear your thoughts on, uh, on this, but also specifically on the fact that you are locked into one deck, it seems like, when you're doing these matches. Hmm. Yeah, so I have to say, this is my number one. If this ships well, then that's all I care about for like being happy with what we get out of the roadmap. And then speaking specifically to getting locked into the single deck as as what we assume being um, everything that we've heard on uh, previous, well, just them giving a little behind the curtain of what we can expect. I was really hoping that we could have a side deck um, option. Uh, I think Yu-Gi-Oh! is probably the one that makes the best use of this for kind of analogs to other card games. I think that just realistic, like speaking to getting the mode out in the fastest way with like the least UI alterations and whatnot, having the single deck and then being able to know what to expect out of your opponent is probably, it, it's what we could expect is just kind of the base mode. I hope that it does get expanded later on to a draft um, between decks that you're bringing or a side deck option. Um, but for the initial release, I can understand why we'd only be getting the one deck you choose it, you lock in, and that's your match. Yeah, the statement that in the in the roadmap uh, article, they say players will play a series of games against each other with their same deck until one player has no health left. Uh, Loot Muncher, what are your thoughts? So obviously, I'm really excited about this too, as someone that's already putting on community events. Um, I think this will be only allow me to expand and other people to expand and do. Uh, I know you had carpet on last week to do actual community tournaments. Uh, you know, I do more of a streamer thing right now, but hopefully, open that up. Uh, I think this is number one on everyone's list. I think everyone's been looking forward to this and looking at everything else coming up. I think this is still everyone's number one. Um, a little disappointed that we didn't get more info. We kind of got the same info given back to us. Um, they did say that there was going to be like a timer time limit, um, on it is something that I was concerned about, but uh, there's no mention of it here it on Discord a couple weeks ago. Sorry about that. It looks like we, we've lo lost Loot Muncher. We're hoping he can get back on here with us in a little bit, but we will continue our conversation here with Drew Barry and Teddy Ninja. So 
Uh, next thing after uh, the competitive mode, which you know we're all very excited for, and I think will really kind of you know Marvel Snap has already done so well in its global release, but I think this will kind of keep the momentum going, right? It will keep a lot of people playing and help the longevity of the game. Um, the next topic is name change. So this is obviously a smaller topic. Um, basically, you'll be able to change your username. Uh, I'm guessing more than once uh, in the game. Are you guys going to take advantage of this feature at all? Nope. <laughs> I'm going to keep my name. <laughs> but I appreciate the addition of this because I'm sure there's a lot of people who want to change their name. Yeah, I I do personally because I didn't put my... Sometimes I kind of jump around with a couple of different names. And so I... Uh, yeah, I don't have the one I want. So I'm actually really excited <laughs> for this. Um Teddy, I'm assuming you're not going to change your name as well in game. Yeah, I'm super happy. I locked in. So my account that I'm willing to spend money on is the Super Teddy account. And then the free to play is just the Teddy Ninja account. So I'm pretty happy with that branding. If we get a tournament scene or something, I might start up something that has like whatever tournament branding that I want, but it'll like be unchanged. Or with the guild system that's jumping out to way in concept, maybe it would be appropriate to start um, uh, add on like a guild tag mm-hmm. is something that you see in a lot of games. So I think I might actually be using name change when that comes around, but not immediately. Yeah, very fair. Very fair. This will be something that's around and it's not like you have to decide to use it now. You can use it later for sure. So, uh, okay, next we have artist credits and infinity split mod details. Um, so my understanding of this is basically, uh, well, there's two things here, really. You're going to be able to look at a card and see the artist behind the card, which is great. And then also you're going to be able to click on somebody's card and see the actual description of what the the infinity split mod is. So you'll see like the word Inkify or you'll see, uh, you know, what the different kind of Oriole effects around the card are called, which to be honest, I don't even know what they're calling them. Uh, at this point, I, I feel like they've kind of used that in like a tweet here or there, but I don't have like a list. I don't know what all these effects are called, but you're going to be able to see that. Do you guys, I, I'm interested in this one. Do you guys think this is helpful? Like, are you going to like read what somebody else's card is and then go post on Twitter? I want this effect. I, I don't know. Maybe I, to me, it doesn't make a huge difference because it's not really changing the drop rates, if so to speak, for these infinity splits, right? You're just still going to get them at the same ratio that you were before so it's just a a nice detail to know which one and which one you're aiming for but we've all kind of made names for them already anyhow so it's more like just legitimizing legitimating i don't even know what the word is but (laughs) giving legitimacy to these these splits i suppose um but for me it's not too big of a difference i don't even I, i don't know about you guys but i actually don't split my cards very often i i try to get my whole collection to the uh, red border if possible <laughs> oh no i go little... gold gold all the way yeah gold like for the gold split teddy yeah i gotta have the gold border nice. the gold, so the infinite oh, border yeah. up the infinite border up was nice that's almost pulling me away but i'm definitely loyal to the gold side what i see here mm-hmm. is because they added alternate colors on like the orbiting effects and some of the other higher split effects they want to be able to for you to click on and understand why this card effect looks identical to one that you already had, but it's actually different. Like this one, the little firework effects are pink. This one, they're blue. And you might not be able to notice that immediately, but then you're like, okay, this is a new iteration on the card that I have been upgrading. Yeah, that's nice. I I do like that. And then that gives a little bit more um, unique collection progress, I suppose, added 
unique collect- collection progress to for everyone comparing to different collections. So yeah, I, I can appreciate that. That's a nice change. It's kind of a quality of life change, right? Yeah, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about this on the podcast, but Second Dinner is not afraid to iterate, right? They're not they're not saying we have to have everything done for every feature we want at release, right? So they're saying, hey, you know, we're going to have this cool upgrade card mechanic and you can split cards, but they're like, uh, it's not done. We're adding to it over time, right? Uh, and, and making it better. I, I do think kind of with what you're saying, Teddy, like, and, and Drew, uh, it like makes sense, but sometimes it is disappointing when you kind of get the same like background color on a card after you split it and you get the same uh, surrounding effect and it's maybe just a different color, stuff like that. It's like great that I know it's blue versus like black or whatever, right? Like, but uh, it doesn't necessarily make me more excited about the card, I, I guess. So I, I hope they continue to, and I think they will, I hope they continue to iterate and give uh, more effects that you can get and more, uh, you know, additions to like the gold or the Inkify, you know, more and more effects over time. So you're incentivized to try to split your cards again. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- just so there's more, more combinations as time goes on. Okay, so do you want more splits to be incentivized to keep on splitting cards? Or do you just want, would you prefer, like, say, after your third or fourth split, you get to pick specifically what you get? Because a lot of people are chasing trying to get an entire deck to appear the same way. And that could just take forever, actually forever now, to be able to get that. That's a great point. I would... I would oh, go ahead, yeah. Drew. Go ahead, Drew. Oh, sorry, I, I, like, I like both of those. I don't, I don't even know which way I lean, but to... to add an extra option i would enjoy it if there was a specific split that always happens on like the fifth time that you split a card Mm -hmm. and and in essence it's like a master skin for that card and you can kind of show that you've really progressed this one card i guess splits do that inherently but um but it would be cool if like the inkify for instance was like guaranteed on three that also means that you don't have to roll too much i had a friend that rolled carnage nine times before finally inkifying it um which that's all he wanted to do. That's why he kept investing in that card. So maybe it'd be easier if you knew when it would happen. I I don't know how everybody would feel about that, but. Oh, dude, you just gave me the idea. What about an effect that scales based on number of boosters? So like how much you've played the game is like an uh, honor kind of role for the card. And then it just like launches fireworks for like more and more and more based on how many (laughs) boosters you have. That'd be so cool. Yes, that would be awesome. Well, we, you, you guys know that Second Dinner listens to this podcast, so they're going to make that happen now that you guys said that. So. Uh, well, I, I like to pretend they do. I, I would have to agree with you, Drew Barry. So, I, I would love if there's kind of like a milestone uh, where yeah. you, you know you're going to get something on a certain one. Because funny enough, I rolled my Carnage, I think, eight times before I got the Ink Fight. So close oh. to the nine. And so it's just like I kept doing it and doing it. And it's like they weren't sometimes it was like cooler okay it's like i didn't get the inkify but like the surrounding effect is cooler than the last one but then sometimes it would be the, like the same one as i had before anyway uh it just it just kind of felt bad for a little while until i finally got it and then i was like yes okay now it feels worth it that i did it but i would love to have kind of a maybe yeah like on five you get a certain one on seven you get a certain one on ten something like that i think would be interesting because then it's not completely random the ones in between could be random still and maybe you still don't know yeah. what what surrounding effect you're going to get so you're going to get that inkify but it's going to have a different you know surrounding effect and color than everybody else's um so anyway uh interesting um we didn't we didn't say a ton about this but i just want to call this out one more time the artist credits i i love i oh yeah i, I am very grateful you know as somebody who loves the art in the game to be able to see that so i can go look up these artists online 
But two, I just think that's great for the artists as creators to have their name in the game, very accessible for people to to know about them and know you know who they are and what they do. Um, just because I'm sure there you know there's so many artists that have worked on this game and not that like second dinner isn't trying to shaft them or not give them credit it's just they haven't got this in yet so i think this is just something they wanted to do from the beginning and i and i'm grateful for it especially because this expands the ability of say like art in a specific style you can have other people drawing in like the dan hip style and then get credited and then you can expand faster the number of variants in the game or for any for any of the specific like really eclectic styles as well yep yep exactly yeah, I really look forward to that. I'd, I'd like to really quickly, uh, be, maybe before we move on, there was one thing I was interested, maybe on Teddy's take here, is for the battle mode with friends, going back to that for a quick second, um, do you think that because you're playing the same deck against somebody multiple times in a row, because the way it's set up is you play until you lose 10 cubes, so there's probably going to be more than two games, let's say, does that change or create a specific meta for battle mode because there's going to be that repetition or do yeah. you uh, compare to standard? Yeah. I'll, I have thoughts. I'll Teddy, I'll let you, I'll let you give your thoughts first to that. Oh yeah. Tournament meta is going to be heavy control cards. Like the tech cards are going to be in all of these tournament yep. decks. I feel yep. like it's not going to be the same as the ranked climbing experience. And I think it's finally going to bring in blowing into a real gameplay dynamic. Uh. Whereas on ranked, I don't suggest to anybody to bluff. The people don't really do it. Maybe some people do and get away with it. But most of the time is like if they snap, they actually have the high roll. Um, but in battle mode where you can get into your opponent's head, it's going to add this whole another dimension that I think is kind of missing on ranked right now. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's going to make for some great moments for tournaments and stuff. A huge bluff for the win or something like that. Wow. Yeah. You're so right. Uh, Something that Carbon and I were talking about last week with the tournaments uh, he's planning to host is that uh, a lot of these topics, but one thing is that I think it'll be interesting because you may not want to play one of your cards in the first match or two, right? You only have 12 cards, but like maybe you take a loss on game Ah. one or two to not let to, so your opponent doesn't know you have arrow or something or whatever it is oh my so that in game three you can snap and they're gonna say oh i've seen their whole deck i know what they've got right but then you can pull out the big stops right um you don't think that deck list will be public through the tournament um at least how uh carbon is going to do it, i don't think they're going to that being Very said interesting. that being said others uh may do differently right um, so yes, I mean, that is, it's completely up to how people are handling it. And obviously if second dinner adds more modes and their own kind of tournament mode later on, then that's a whole nother story, right? Cause then they'll say, this is the rules and you can either look at your opponent's deck or not. Um, but at least for the snap clash tournaments, they're going to go into it blind, which I think opens up a lot of interesting opportunities. It certainly does. I hope that this is another feature that second dinner is ready to iterate on because I would love to see like location bans added in Mm -hmm. and then the side deck is a potential option um there's so much to be able to to accomplish here yeah yeah i'm sure um on the uh on the in development section um maybe we'll just jump down here so so into the next section so these are the features that are a little farther out the last thing on here is new competitive modes and okay so like what are new competitive modes right they say we're looking to use battle mode in fun new ways more details will come in the future as we make progress on this so obviously that doesn't tell us anything other than hey the battle mode with friends is the first piece but then we're going to take that and build on it 
right? And we're going to make new, you know, fun new ways is what they say, right? I'm assuming that means they're going to iterate this onto a more in-game competitive. I mean, we could see things like spectator mode. We could see, you know, things like, yeah, ban lists, etc. cetera. Um, so I assume you're right, Teddy. I, I assume there's going to be some iteration on this. Oh, spectator mode, please, please, Ben Brode, you know how important this is for tournament hosting. Like, it's just, there's an extra level of jank in being able to, like, host and cast a tournament unless we have spectator mode built in. I really hope we get that. But yeah, so the new competitive modes, I read this, I guess, just this is my own take, is that I was thinking, oh, we're going to get in-client, like, flash tournaments and parts of the season. It's very fun because they call it seasons and they're only monthly, so they happen very fast. It'd be very cool to see kind of an official little season uh, tournament bracket that they throw up as a new competitive mode. I guess it's wide open to what they actually do here, but that's what I was actually reading in. Yeah. Mm. I, I One of the ones that I was thinking that they might do is, uh, if you guys are familiar with Hearthstone, there was the arena mode. And I know everyone speculates about draft mode, and I'm sure that's going to come eventually. But they had a mode in Hearthstone where it was essentially you take one of your standard decks that you've pre-built, you go in and you try to win till 12 games or you lose three and then you're out. Um, I could see that being a, a, a sort of competitive mode and then you have rewards at the end if you manage to get X amount of wins in the battle mode against other players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have to... I forget. I feel like I've talked about somebody that about that exact same mode on the podcast before and I'm not as, as familiar with it. Do you have to pay any kind of currency or in-game current, you know, currency in Hearthstone yeah. to enter that you do right yeah um, it's like 100 yeah so the, i imagine they'd probably they probably monetize it as a way to like get into it i imagine it's just that i feel like that's pretty standard it's optional you can just go to ranked if you didn't want to do that yeah. you could compete in it if you wanted but but that being said i think you know depending on what the rewards are right if if you pay let's say it's 100 200 gold but then you have the chance to win you know you know, several hundred credits, right? And maybe yeah. like a variant if you make it all the way. Things like that. I mean, those are good incentives, right? Um, if it's like all you get is a title, I, I'm not. I'm not dissing titles. I like titles. But if it was all you got was like an avatar or a title, I don't know if I'd feel incentivized to do some. You know, enter that kind of a mode, right? Oh, but it's such good stream content. <laughs> if people would line <laughs> up to watch the streamer try and run the gauntlet, right? Very, yes, very fair. Exactly. Very That's fair. And I don't disagree yeah. with that. More just like if I'm sitting at home by myself, am I going to do that over and over again if those were the rewards is all I'm saying, right? Um, for sure, for sure. And then like uh, Legends of Runeterra, you have your own uh, quote-unquote currency. You get like an expedition ticket to be able to do the draft mode. Yep. They're often mm -hmm. gated in a certain way to keep the population on ranked high enough so that experience is the best. Yep, yep. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. Obviously... Uh, this is in the, uh, in development section, which means it's not forever away, right? These iterations on the battle mode, but it could be a few months, right? And, they, and there could be multiple modes that they release in different patches, you know? So time will tell. I'm sure we'll learn more in the next couple of months on these. Um, continuing on in the in development section, we've got the PC widescreen UI, no new update on this. Um, the whispering, sometimes we reference the whisperings in the, in the discord or on Twitter, you know? Somebody from second or says one thing and we take it as, you know, as, as scripture, which sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Um, but, you know, they said kind of summer 2023 is when they're targeting. It's kind of their internal target for this. Um, I'm assuming both of you guys, I imagine once this is out, you guys are both going to switch to this for all of your content, right? 
Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I, I mean, I hope it's, it, I'm excited about it, but of course it needs to be implemented correctly. And then maybe everyone's already kind of adapted to the way it currently is, whether I don't know how everyone does it, but even with the Steam client, like just the sizing and everything on their overlays, but widescreen would just have such a cleaner look, I think, for the game if they can figure it just right. Um, that's what a lot of people are familiar with. When For the viewer experience, I think it would be a lot more positive, less clustered maybe. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about this change if it's done right. I, and we don't really, like you said, have any details. We haven't seen it yet. Yeah. As far as I know. Right. If somebody is just scrolling through like the hot new card games and like checking out different streams to be able to figure out maybe what they want to spend some time on, I feel like the ones with the full screen um, format just have a, a direct advantage. If someone's bouncing through and not necessarily familiar with any of them, but they're like, oh, well, this one reads much easier to me and I can understand what's going on. Whereas Snap, I'm looking at a blown up version of a couple pixels over in the corner here and then i've got whatever other <laughs> eye bleeding um mishmash on the side to be able to incorporate <laughs> the other uh game elements it's it can be tough yeah 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 I, I i'm sure i'm glad they're taking their time with it right it's not something they decided to rush out for launch um i'm sure they're going to be having some you know alpha testing with some people uh i I'm, i don't know if that'll be you know announced or anything but i'm sure they're going to be you know, letting people kind of try this out and getting feedback on it as they're developing it over the next several months. Um, do do we want to, as we go into in development, kind of call out maybe changes from the old lineup to kind of see what we can expect? Because previously we'd had titles in development that came all the way out to being released. Um, mm -hmm. But the PC widescreen had been in development, the old roadmap, and it still is now. So I guess that just gives an idea of like, it is a large variance on how things get pumped out from second dinner right yeah and i think it's important to note that certain things are a lot bigger in scope and development um you know i work in software in my daily job as a product manager and you know uh sometimes people think oh well you delivered that feature in two weeks so this feature is going to take two weeks too right it's like no that one's going to take three months right uh mm -hmm. So we may say it's in development, but that can mean a lot of different things. And I think that's, you, you, you make a good point that in development really could be, it could be one month, it could be six months. I think it's important to note that um, they're going to adjust, you know, week to week their schedule internally. And we're never going to see those small micro adjustments, right? Um, and things can jump around for sure. Um so uh, there's two more things here in the in-development section, and I want to save uh, the one I'm, I'm most interested about personally for last. So uh, second to last is unranked mode. Uh, so in unranked mode, players face off against other players without the risk of losing ranks or cubes while still making progress on their missions. This is the perfect place to test new decks and strategies. Um, obviously, it makes sense. I think it's pretty clear. I don't think there's going to be anything too crazy about this. It's going to be our, the normal game we play and know, uh, you're just going to miss out on the snapping and well, I guess that's a good question. I, I assume the snapping is not going to be there, whether you can lose cubes or not. Is that how you guys interpret this? Or do you think there would be snapping, but you just don't actually lose any cubes? It's kind of trivialized if it's there. Yeah. Um, so my assumption is that it won't be, but if they're just copying and pasting over the user interface, it might be there, but nobody will care about it. I would love it if this unranked mode gave you an option of playing cards that you don't have in your collection mm. or maybe 
a weekly selection uh. of cards that you don't have in your collection, something like this, um, as it will be able to test because they very clearly have the disclaimer, no refunds on these collector token purchases. Um, so a way that like without stakes, you can still mess around with these cards, maybe get a little hunger for adding them to your main decks. Wow. I like the way you think, Teddy. That's a great idea. Yeah. I hadn't considered that. Let's get Teddy a job as a product manager over at Second Dinner. Am I right? No kidding. <laughs> ben Road, you know that's, where to find me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great. I love how you said that. The um, experience, the new cards before you buy, the try before you buy. There's, there's like you said, there's no refunds. It's so uh, all in with uh, how expensive things are, and that's a whole different conversation. But it, you know, like you spend all these tokens, all these months that you've been saving your tokens on this card that you hope works out. And it just might not. And if you have an unranked mode that doesn't affect or trigger anyone from losing to these series five or four cards, you get to try them. I like the idea, I think you mentioned it, of a rotation as well. So it's not maybe always full access to a collection because then maybe players just play unranked and never really strive to upgrade their collection somehow. I guess that's another topic is in the unranked, you wouldn't earn rewards or maybe progress your collection or your quests. It I don't said, know how it, we feel about that. It says, uh, uh, without the risk of losing ranks or cubes while still making progress on their missions. So you make uh. progress on missions, but without the... Um, well, yeah, I guess you would still get boosters, right? Theoretically. Yeah. You'd still get boosters. Yeah. Hope, uh, well, I guess should, I should say, that's me saying something that just because it's not there, I'm assuming they don't say anything. Mm -hmm. But I would, I would like it if they did, because that would be nice to be able to earn boosters for your cards without playing in ranked if you wanted. Yeah, I would make the same interpretation based on the wording there. It sounds like that would be the case. So it'd be an interesting to, thing to work out, but I really like that idea by Teddy about um, just giving new players or just anybody really access to these new cards. Because at the moment, I think a lot of people, if they were lucky enough, got to play with Null. Um, but we have the Sentry coming out in just a few short days, and I don't imagine we'll see him on ladder even even less so than null and you don't see that all that often anyways so um it would be cool if at least in unranked it would be visible i think unranked is also a great mode the, the last thing i wanted like to mention for unranked is if they could add a location rotation of sorts so that maybe we can start taking out some of those extremely random locations from ranked and and have them in unranked only you could even maybe mess with the numbers or the percentages or whatnot things like ego i like i'm not saying i don't like those it's just if we're talking in a competitive space maybe they should be removed i don't know what you're saying i want five rocks shuffled into my deck every game <laughs> you want to see in the tournament for the snap finals in the final match it's going to show up ego or something like this yeah oh my goodness it's all about that rng baby no okay i agree with you <laughs> i agree with you 100 percent uh, no, if I've scared anybody about the tournament integrity, there is an option. Both players can click retreat later, and then it will end in a draw if they're not happy with the location. So don't be worried about this. Yeah. Ah, that, good, that is, good point. That is very fair. Hey, all. I wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about MarvelSnapZone.com. Marvel Snap Zone is a one-stop shop for everything Marvel Snap on the internet. They have new articles nearly every day that cover deck building, strategy, card breakdowns, etc. They have a great collection tracker tool and a decklist builder that works off of that collection tracker so that you can know what decks you can build with your current card collection. They have guides and decklists for all level of players and all collection level of players. 
make sure to go to marvelsnapzone.com and check it out now. Okay, I, I want to take us to the last one here in development, and I want to ask you both a question. You both create content. You both, you know, you have people commenting. You have people in chat, etc. Have you guys ever heard this question uh, or, or these questions? Um, is this card worth it to buy? Or uh, I don't have this card. What can I replace it in my deck? Have you guys ever heard that question before? Oh, yeah. The, the echoes of my nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> so... I think every content creator out there has heard this question, these types of questions, right? Oh, well, I don't have everything in pool three yet. What should I do? How should I change this deck you're playing with so I can play with it, right? And I'm not saying it's a bad question. I'm not trying to call anybody out or say anybody's bad for asking this question. I just think uh, it takes a lot of you know time and it's coming up in every stream I watch, every video I watch, people are asking this over and over again. So this is a new feature that, that's on the in-development uh, section that's called Smart Decks. So what are smart decks? I want to read the statement from Second Dinner here. Creating a new deck can be so much fun. Sometimes you might know precisely what 12 cards you want to play. Other times, a few cards work together, but you're unsure what to add. That's where smart decks come in. Maybe you're unsure how to finish that move deck you've wanted to play. No problem. You'll be able to finish your new deck with the tap of a button. More details to come as we get closer to releasing this feature. Teddy Ninja, I'm going to you first. What are your thoughts about this? I think it is great for being able to improve the experience for casual players. Of course, it remains to be seen how smart, uh, air quotes, these smart decks are going to be. Though at the same time, you have to credit Second Dinner with their, I, they're the ones creating the bot decks, right? And the bots were playing Lizard before the player base realized that he was actually meta um, and playing around Leader. The, the bots, of course, getting a little bit of that fifth eye. Um, but some of these cards that they've picked up on being competitive and the player base has been slow to adapt, it could be that these smart decks are actually very solid yeah Drew yeah i hope i hope they are uh, pretty pretty smart I, I feel like they'll they'll land that pretty well and and for most instances i think people will have about 10 cards in their deck and then they just want to fill the two and then it just probably just pulls based on the keyword or some uh, sorting or something like that um ah. i feel like the questions might still pop up <laughs> because people want to know what we would put in an in instance and not rely on the ai so which do you think they're actually going to use more in that you have 10 cards and you're missing two, so you smart deck the last two, or you just opened a series five card that you're a, a mid pool three player or mid series three player, you've never seen it played against you, and you just put that card in the deck and then smart deck everything around it? Yeah, I mean, it could really go either way. I think one thing that Snap has going for it, and I'm sure we can all relate to this, is the fact that it's a 12-card deck. In past card games that I've played, I've almost never tried to create my own decks because I get discouraged. It takes up too much of my time. I need to really refine it. Whereas this, I can experiment with 12 and then kind of, you know, take it as it goes. Um, so I actually enjoy building decks in this game. And I think even new players will have a decent time building decks. So I, I could see a lot of instances where they'll just like get to those 10 cards and then just don't know what to put in those last two, find a deck that maybe we're playing or any content creators playing, missing those few select cards like Blue mentioning, and then they just autofill. Um, but that's, that's a great instance as well too, right? I got this new shiny card, don't want to do any work, load my deck for me. And then hopefully it builds a, a meta deck. It would, and, then, and then there's the question of, does the game 
continuously update to keep up with the meta as things change. Like we just had this big shift in the meta for almost no reason other than Silver Surfer coming out pretty much where now Leader and Leech are like <laughs> the number one hated cards and in every deck it seems. Um, but about um, even two weeks ago, maybe a month ago, you never saw those cards. Well, Leader every now and then, but Leech ne- almost never. So yep. do the does the AI and the deck building keep up with the shifts in the meta whenever they pop up in the player base? That's... That might be tricky to input. I don't know. I'm not sure. I feel like it has. I feel like every balance patch, the bot lists have changed up. I haven't been able to keep too close an eye on that, but that's been my like anecdotal perception. So yeah, I feel like they'll be able to uh, keep things updated. Can Yu-Gi-Oh! Master get this, please? I was like, I gave it a try, guys. <laughs> that that oh, game my gosh. is so hard to be able to build a list when you're starting. So yeah, Snap, if they get this right, could put themselves actually miles ahead of accessibility and quality of life for the casual player especially yeah i i love what you guys said a lot of great thoughts i think i would love if this didn't just go off keywords i think that was one of the things you were talking about um i would love if this looked at multiple factors i mean keywords could be some of them i would love if they looked at they you know they entered certain data of groupings of cards it's like oh they see you have carnage and nova so maybe they throw in hood right they're like hey this is a good sub package this is a good package it, it, it's not looking at the fact that it has dis, um destroy on the card or not right it's just looking at hey these cards work well together in groups right so maybe it's mm-hmm. pulling pulling from a pool of groups of cards that work well together also i think this would be interesting but i think it would be a double-edged sword what if it looked at kind of win-loss ratio i mean they have all this data that they're getting right i'm sure we don't even know all the things that they're able to pull from the client from all the people playing the game right they can see usage of cards they can see win rate of cards if it somehow looked at this or that kind of data and was able to you know say oh well yeah people are playing with these cards together so we're going to suggest these cards but i think that's a double-edged sword because then what if it's suggesting something for everyone and then everybody starts playing with that and then that shifts the meta and so then like it's different again and i don't know if they give us too much like if, if they're if they're using too much of the data they have internally to feed into these smart decks I think there could potentially be some downsides. Yeah, I don't know. I think that there there's certainly a way that they can navigate it. But yeah, I hope that it's not like, oh, I know what the smart deck cards are, so I expect you to play this kind of thing. I hope that won't happen. Um, the recently launched Marvel Snap Dot Pro tracker will already autofill cards that you didn't see in your opponent's deck based on a meta read. So there are some mm-hmm. tools that are just like third party that are already trying to do this kind of adaptation. Maybe Second Dinner is watching what's going on there and they're like, we can implement this within the app. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Um, and again, that's on the in development uh, section. So, um, you know, they say more details to come as we get closer to releasing this feature. So that's not the last we'll hear of that. I'm sure we'll hear more details and kind of understand of how that works before we actually see it in the game. Um, okay, uh, let's turn here to the in concept. Um, there are to Teddy kind of like you brought up earlier, there are several things on here. We'll, we'll, I'll read through the list. There's several things on here that were here before. I think there are a couple of new ones. Um, so I'll just read through the list. These are the things that are kind of maybe a little bit pie in the sky. They haven't figured out if, and when these things are coming, they're trying to get feedback. They're trying to prioritize. So I'll read through these things, and then I'd love to hear which ones stand out to you guys, whether they're new ones, they're ones that were here last time, and maybe we can just talk about maybe our top two or three here. Uh, So in concept, we have guilds, parentheses, social systems. Then we have infinity rank leaderboard. 
Next, we have collectible emotes and card emojis. Uh, next, we have mythic variants, followed by booster magnets. Then we have avatars and titles by deck. Then PC controller support. Uh, after that is season cash improvements. And then last is in-game events. Um, there's a lot to unpackage there. So, uh, Drew Barry, I'll go to you first this time. Uh, what would you like to talk about first? What kind of piques your interest on this list? There's a lot that's very interesting here, but one that stands out to me and doesn't really have any detail unless they wrote a, a blog about it, but uh, season cash improvements. Mm. What what could that entail? Like, I feel like there's quite a few things that maybe needs to change. And I imagine, honestly, I, this one being an in-concept, I feel like this could be coming sooner than the roadmap details, kind of like how Teddy was saying. It doesn't really... Just because they put it in in-concept doesn't mean it could come sooner than later. Um, I just feel like there is a bit of an issue with the economy and everything right now with Marvel Snap, players having a difficult time getting these new cards. If the season cash improvements details maybe um, better rates of acquiring cards maybe adjusting the rates of titles and stuff that maybe is a little bit less exciting for players to open in their caches uh, that would be really welcomed and i think is should be a little bit higher up on the priority list tokens 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 the token yeah. shop yeah. is so good but you can only interact with it once every six months what oh man if they could give us tokens in the season caches that would be beautiful yeah yeah exactly it's just it, it's it's not a huge deal because like a lot of people get to that point and they open a few season caches and it's it's whatever and they don't have that exciting rewards. Um, but a little bit of a change there as well as the you know the the collection progress, the actual caches themselves, the collectors reserves. I feel like that could all change all at the same time. Um, the other thing, that. oh yeah, yeah, and then I the did. other thing really quick Sorry, is uh, <laughs> booster magnets. I don't know about, I'm curious to what you guys take on this, but uh, I was thinking it would be when you build a deck and you're about to, you know, like in the deck building phase, you can choose your card back and whatnot. You can also choose a booster magnet. You apply it to a card in your deck. And then when you go into games, that card has a higher percentage chance of acquiring boosters than any other ones. Kind of a way to focus boosters. Yeah. What do you guys think? I think? I think you're probably on the right track. Obviously, we don't know. I know what they're trying to disincentivize is they don't want people to before in the older system, right? Where if you had your cards as common and uncommon, those would get more boosters. So people would put all of their upgraded cards in the deck in one, you know, common card and that card would get the most boosters, but then that person would not up, upgrade that card for a long time because they would wait till they have, you know, 300, 400, 500 boosters. So they could like split it multiple times for a nice split. Um, they didn't like that, for, you know, that's their opinion. So this would maybe, uh, accomplished being able to target the boosters you want but also not disincentivize you from up upgrading because then you could say oh yeah you can upgrade it and split it and you can still get more boosters for it yeah exactly that would be really nice i hope that's along the lines of what they're looking to do it is an interesting philosophy of on what they've said before and then maybe the changes they need to make since the game has been released you never know i feel like things a few things have changed since then um but i hope that's the case which one stands out for you, uh, Teddy? Oh, man. So looking at 
kind of the competition and what has done the most for other card games and their longevity this infinity infinity rank leaderboard baby after you hit infinite i get comments from so many people it's like well but just do my dailies i'm done the grind's over there's the grind lords who just want to be able they always have to have something some kind of progression to chase and so being able to hit that you know regional number one worldwide number one that could help the hardcore community so much and the hardcore community while it's a lot smaller than the casual community is still what kind of drives the heart of the game and so i feel like this is a huge bone to be able to give them yeah i think uh you know if you were able to log Mm -hmm. in watch your favorite streamer and you know they're ranked you know 15th in the world right now on the leaderboard right and you're watching them play trying to get that number one spot stuff like that i mean that's that's great content. That's going to bring more people into watching the game, adds more drama, more excitement. I think it would be a great addition. Of course, the in-game events as well would be enormous as long as they are well implemented as something that a lot of other games have um, and something that drives just that routine, um, logging in, engaging with the game, keeping people there consistently. And then the guilds and social systems is not something that card games usually get, but is very exciting to me to be able to build up the team Teddy will be accepting applications uh, and to be able to run like tournaments against other guilds and whatnot, I think would be a ton of fun. Yeah, it could just be a little mini game, right? Of uh, I imagine it's like if your team wins, you accumulate points, kind of similar to how we had like the Carnage versus Venom thing going on where you were one team, you accumulated points, maybe get a small reward. I don't even know if they'd give out rewards, not necessary, I wouldn't say, but if there was a leaderboard of sorts and your guild's trying to have the highest ranking or just anything simple like that, um, create a community within the game battle against other communities that's a great idea teddy we can have the berries versus the the teddies <laughs> bring it on bring it on <laughs> that'd be awesome yeah i look forward to it yeah uh, i just want to jump back you said the in-game events that was the last thing on the list it's interesting because we've like had game mm, events yeah. but in terms of it's fun to spend money <laughs> yeah well that's fair so I, I there's the nexus events so that yeah no, i'm not saying that's good i'm saying more like we've had these like little mini things where like the carnage venom thing and like agents of shield type thing right these little things that you can participate in but we all know that they're one hard to find two sometimes hard to understand and three they're not very grasping right now right so i'm hoping they're learning a lot from these mini things you know i I could call them events i know you know maybe that's not the right word for what they are right now but i'm hoping they're learning a lot from those of hopefully the right direction just if it's just more of those but more visible i don't know if i'm going to be that excited for it if that makes sense yeah they've shown that they have a lot of capability with some of the stat tracking for a lot of different aspects of what they can turn into a game um i hope that these are more like kind of special basically more special game modes um where like Maybe you're playing around kind of a puzzle situation in game or something like that that brings it to the actual game board rather than a meta take. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's so much freedom in what they can do here. And I guess you can shout out right now. There's the hero hype event, right? A quote unquote event where you're generating the the wins and the cubes and then you're able to get the community as a whole uh, payouts at different tiers, right? Mm-hmm. I also interpreted it as um, kind of like a holiday or a seasonal thing, like in-game events right so maybe christmas there would be a christmas board or there's like slight snow effects going on and it's just a way to celebrate the holiday and have a little bit of a twist on the environment i suppose i know they have mentioned 
Uh, yeah, they, other games have like called that boards. kind of change a, an event. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be that would be a lot of fun. Um, and then maybe yeah, for something free that they just do for everybody would be great too. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where where a lot of these things ends up. Um, end up. We're, we're running short on time here, so I just want to kind of. Uh, Close out by giving you guys a couple minutes, uh, and Drew Barry, we'll start with you. Just what are your overall impressions um, kind of from the last uh, roadmap to now? Do you feel like overall they're headed in the right direction? Do you, do you have a high confidence level of where they're taking the game? I absolutely have a high confidence level in the team. They have given us every reason to trust them, and they've made great decision after great decision. Um, yeah, there's bumps in the road, but usually they've are pretty quick to fix those. Honestly, I, I think that these development roadmaps are an absolute treat for the player base. We don't need these. It's not something that the team has to do to give to us. They're just doing it out of like the kindness of their hearts and just giving us an update on the game. So, and, and not to mention the last one we got was maybe last month. Like, I don't even know if it was, maybe it was October. So like within two months, we get a whole new roadmap. I'm sure some things are a little bit redundant, but just keeping us all in the loop is just an absolute treat. So um, I love it. I love that they share what they're working on. Awesome. Teddy, how are you feeling? Oh, man. So, yes, they so far seem to have been able to land every new update, every new feature that comes in. It's been solid. It's been a movement in the right direction. There's some, it was a mild disappointment pulling it up and seeing how many things had just stayed in concept or in development with the PC widescreen. Um, so, obviously, there's a hunger here. People just inhale this game. I would love to see features coming out even faster. But if we get this battle mode with friends to be solid, that is a huge, huge win. Um, and really, as long as that lands, then you have the happy, happy Teddy. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they've said kind of different couple of things on, on Twitter, on Discord. It sounds like the Battle Mode versus Friends very likely could come next month, January. We don't know if that's the first week of January. We don't know if that's the last week in January. But it sounds like that's kind of an internal target they'd like to hit. Obviously, it could take longer. But I think that's kind of the next big thing we will see. Uh, we may some, see some of these other things in the coming soon in a smaller patch before then. Um, but time will tell. Um, I just want to say thank you to both of you guys. Thank you guys for both being back on here. And appreciate you guys being here. Yeah, shout out on. to uh, shout out to Loot. Uh, may his inter- internet heal quickly. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we were, we were sad to not to not have his thoughts here for the rest of the episode, but Loot Mantra will be be, at, be back on whenever we have our next patch notes breakdown. So, listeners, nice. uh, as always, we just want to say thank you for listening. If you haven't already, go make sure to follow us on Twitter at can't underscore stop underscore snap. Um, I just want to bring up, you know, you can find this development roadmap uh, through. Uh, Marvel Snap's website, but also uh, I was referencing it on marvelsnapzone.com, which is where we kind of reference all our materials for the podcast. So if you want to read about the development roadmap and about other things, make sure to go check out the website and check out the articles there. And without further ado, we will catch you in the next episode. Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast written, recorded, produced, and hosted by Michael Thurman. Thanks for listening.